they had come to my classes many, many times, so many times. I had been announcing this training to them over and over at the end of my classes. Hey, namaste. Thanks, everybody. Just so you know, I'm doing a yoga retreat with my friend Paul in, I forget the month, let's say February. And um, if you're interested, just give me, you know, talk to me after class. And after hearing that for six months, yeah, it started to fill up towards, yeah. towards the, you know, closer to the deadline. So I guess what I'm getting at is I really want to make, make it clear to those of you that want to do yoga retreats that, yes, it's an amazing, impactful experience, but you have to get people to come. And how, how are you going to get people to come, Paul? Well, the first one I didn't get any. I got one person to come. <laughs> you brought every, you and Erica brought everybody, um, but I had only been teaching for a year and a half. So, I, mm. so again, more testament to what you just said. Welcome to the Going Pro Yoga Podcast. Namaste. My name is Paul Tioto. Joined here with Michael Henry. Most yoga teacher trainings are becoming watered down and mediocre. So we've created this podcast to help supplement those of you who graduated from a teacher training and don't feel confident going out into the real world. Michael and I are lucky to have been trained by some amazing people. We've gone out into the world ourselves and had success, and we want you to feel confident to protect your students and to build your career with integrity and authenticity. Welcome to our podcast. All right, all right. It's Paul again. Very excited to be back on the podcast, back in Bali. And we have eliminated Michael for the day. And it's just going to be Byron and I bromancing about yoga retreats. <laughs> so this, this uh, subject will actually be very near and dear to our hearts. We're going to talk about how to lead a yoga retreat, what yoga retreats have done for me and Byron personally, professionally, and... Um, common mistakes that new teachers make and what we've done that really works well for us. I like that. That sounds like a, a plan. And just so you know, Michael is here. He's in the room over here smiling at me and he has a microphone. So if he does talk, just, just know that he didn't magically appear. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> awesome. So um, I, we were talking about this before and, and I really believe that the first yoga retreat that Byron and I led, we led um, in Costa Rica, in Uvita. And that was seven years ago, maybe eight years ago. Mm. And it was, I think, to this day, one of the most powerful professional experiences of my life. And it really changed me as a human, as a person, from somebody who was teaching yoga kind of as something that I enjoyed to really being like, oh, this is what I want to do with my life. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing. I mean, that was my first yoga retreat too, yeah. actually. So to be able, I think, just to vacation with people that, that want to travel with you, that love yoga in an atmosphere, like at one of the happiest places I've ever seen in my life, Costa Rica, and to... Uh, to just experience that with everyone and to have the combination with you and I, like a yin and a yang, we would do yin yoga at nighttime, right? You would play guitar and kind of uh, serenade everybody. And we also had my mother there, which was yeah. a huge part of it. My late mother, who I've talked about on the podcast. We also had a couple of my bros from Oklahoma 
show up, these muscle-bound dudes. One's like a professional bodybuilder. And yeah, I'm just remembering all that because it seems like so long ago. Um, but I, I can still recall those memories like it was yesterday. I remember my nervous system relaxed so deeply during that week. Yeah. Then when I got back to Los Angeles, I had, I couldn't handle the, the stress of the traffic one day. So I parked my car and I just stood outside of my car and just watched the cars. And somebody honked at me and I threw up the middle finger. I was like, fuck yeah! <laughs> like primal jungle rage. Uh, but yeah, it's good to remember that. Yeah, it really was... Uh... And I think for, for you and me, it was it was the moment where uh, you and I started becoming much closer in terms of friends and then also recognizing that we work really well together professionally. And, um, you know, so I, I talk about this in the Business of Yoga course. I, I basically, you know, Byron had been teaching yoga for about two years and and I was a little bit behind him and, and I, I would take his class and I, I saw that he was a good teacher, but also a really hard worker. We we're both from the Midwest and I knew that he was going to be successful because he was a really nice guy who worked hard and his classes kept getting better and better and his classes kept getting bigger and bigger. And, and you invited me to be the, the co-teacher with you on the mm -hmm. Costa Rica experience and, uh, uh, I was so flattered and I kind of didn't know what to expect and I wasn't sure like, is this going to be a good experience? And I didn't quite, you mm -hmm. know, our friend Erica, who we worked with for a while, who was wonderful in helping us get our, our careers going. And, uh, and when, once we got there, it was just such a magical experience. And, mm -hmm. uh, we had, I think 22, 23 people. It was a, it was yeah, a good number. Something like that. And we had all ranges, like yeah. old like as old as 70 and yep. there was even a baby on the retreat. Yep. It was like a newborn, like one less than one. Yeah. And, and it was a good mixture. We had men and women and I just, I want to just uh, reiterate like, yeah, that was definitely to second what you said. Like when we grew closer, when I think I was actually living in your apartment at that point yep. um, as and that second bedroom, I <laughs> was living with you and, but, you know, lifestyles and stuff, it's like we were friends, but something about spending time with people like intimately in a yoga retreat or a training, you it doesn't even matter if it's yoga. I think if you just get people around each other, even if you don't do yoga, it's like all of a sudden you're around these people more than some of the people you call your best friends. Yeah. I, and, and I added up, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know these people so well. Yeah. So I, this really opened my eyes to the potential. The potential um, to really have a positive impact on people's lives. Because I couldn't, I, it was our first retreat. I couldn't believe, like you said, how quickly people became so close. How many people were crying, tears of joy or tears of release. The beautiful memories that were being created. And just I just felt like I was like finally like really making the level of impact positively on the world that I wanted to make. Mm -hmm. And it was so rewarding. And then to be able to share that with you and to know that we were good at it too. Like there was a part of me that like knew like, okay, this is, we're both talented mm -hmm. and, and, and it felt just so good. Yeah. You know? And for our listeners, um, the level of impact, let's, let's kind of go into like how, why was it such a, an impactful experience? And I know you said we want to get into three different things. And one of them is kind of, uh, it's about the experience of a new yoga teacher. Yeah. 
And one of the things that I've, I've, I've seen and I've, I've heard, people will reach out to me because of uh, somebody will say, hey, reach out to Byron. He might know the answer to this question. I've had this question a few times from random yoga teachers. Hey, I'm a new yoga teacher. I just graduated my YTT 200 hours and I want to do yoga retreats. How, where do I, how do I get started? <laughs> and the impactful experience that we were able to give wasn't because of um, I met a bunch of random strangers on a retreat. Yeah, I knew these people. I knew their yoga practice. They had come to my classes many, many times. So many times. I had been announcing this training to them <laughs> over and over at the end of my classes. Hey, namaste. Thanks, everybody. Just so you know, I'm doing a yoga retreat with my friend Paul in, I forget the month, let's say February. And um, if you're interested, just give me, you know, talk to me after class. And after hearing that for six months, yeah, it started to fill up towards yeah. towards the you know closer to the deadline. So I guess what I'm getting at is I really want to make make it clear to those of you that want to do yoga retreats that yes, it's an amazing, impactful experience, but you have to get people to come. And how how are you going to get people to come, Paul? Well, the first one I didn't get any. I got one person to come. <laughs> you brought every, you and Erica brought everybody, um, but I had only been teaching for a year and a half. So, I, mm. so again, more testament to what you just said. Like, I had only been teaching for a year and a half. I didn't have the relationship yet on a deeper level with a lot of my students, and as a result of that, I only brought one or maybe two people. And but it was a great step for me because I was. I was the assistant teacher on that training. It was your retreat, and I was the assistant teacher, and and you brought me on, but it was you and Erica that brought everyone, and they came, like you said, because you had already been teaching for three years. You were teaching 15, 17 classes a week. Mm -hmm. People were coming to your classes all the time. You would stay after class and talk to them and answer questions, and, and they, they would get to know you. So there was an intimacy that was already being created. Mm -hmm. And it takes, it takes some trust for people to be able to, to sign up to come on a retreat with, mm -hmm. with you or with me or with any yoga teacher. Wouldn't mm -hmm. you agree? Like I would say more trust. 100%. Yeah, more trust for a, a retreat than it is even a teacher training. 100%. And that's exactly what I was about to mention, the teacher trainings as well. Because there's... There's what happened in, um, I, I learned all this, first of all, like the retreat came to me. I didn't actually be like, I want to do a yoga retreat. I just love teaching yoga. And I was in a rhythm taught teaching, like you said, 15, 20 classes a week, subbing classes for big teachers. Before you know it, my classes were getting busy. Before you know it, Erica from Daily Bliss, now called Blissed Yoga Retreats, she approaches me. She reaches out. She says, hey, I heard you're a popular yoga teacher. Are you ready to do retreats, you think? Because I have a destination in mind, Costa Rica. This is how it took place. So I didn't, I was, I was just, uh, what's the word, when you're naive. I didn't know any better. Yeah. I just love teaching yoga. So fast forward sometime, and now we're experienced. We've been around the block. We know a lot about this business. And what, what has happened to just give some of our listeners like insight is that two different ways of making money started to really become obvious to entrepreneurs in the yoga world. One is yoga retreats and one is yoga teacher trainings. Yeah. The yoga retreats failed miserably. And the reason 
is because the entrepreneurs thought that by advertising alone, you could get people to come on retreats. Yeah. Wrong. It, it was, they realized quickly, if you recruit a really good yoga teacher with personal connections to their students, then you can have a successful yoga retreat. But it's not about the destination. It's not about the accommodations. It's about the teacher and the connection. And the yoga teacher training is a booming business that yes. we've talked about before yeah. that doesn't require the same connection with your teacher. Although it should, I think. Absolutely. But you're totally right because people, people will sign up for a teacher training because they want, um, they want to learn something. They want to get a certificate, a piece of paper. There's like an end goal. Mm -hmm. And the yoga retreat, there's not necessarily a tangible, it's not, not a tangible end goal. It's a, I want to mm -hmm. take a vacation with somebody that I want to have, you know, have a, a dinner with, or I want to, you know, this is, this is all about creating. Right. They can at least expect to know what, know what to expect in the yoga class. Yes. And they like that enough to go. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I totally agree. In order to have a successful retreat business, you, there's more intimacy involved. There's more, um, building relationships involved and, and, and it takes time. And at the same time, it's incredible. And, and what I would recommend to a new teacher is to do what I did. Find a teacher that you really like that's a couple of years ahead of you and, and be the assistant on their training or on their retreat, excuse me. Maybe you get a free retreat out of it. Maybe you get a free retreat and a few thousand dollars if it's, if it's a busier retreat. You know, that's, that's a successful experience. You know, if you get to go to Costa Rica, like for me, I got to go to Costa Rica and I think I made about $1,800. I was so happy. You know? I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was, I, I got a free trip to Costa Rica and 1800 bucks. And that to me was incredible. So yeah. that's a win-win. Now on my retreats, I, I aim much higher because I've done 13 of them. But, but I think we, we stumbled upon the right way to do it, which was, just teach a lot of classes, be super nice to your students, talk about it, post about it. Yeah, create a beautiful flyer, create a, a beautiful website. But overall, it's really just developing personal relationships with people. And you can do that online too. Like you can you can become friends with your students on Facebook or Instagram and you know genuinely be interested in what's going on in their lives. Mm -hmm. And that will help a lot. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, and then another thing that I noticed, and this is one of my tips that I always tell new teachers, is if you want to lead yoga retreats, you have to teach yoga during times when successful people practice yoga and people who have the money to go on a vacation to mm, Costa Rica okay. or, or to Greece or to, to Italy. Um, so I noticed that on my second retreat that I, I led or that, that you and I led together, I had these classes that were 7 a.m. classes, mm -hmm. and I only had eight or 10 people in the classes. Mm -hmm. my, after, my evening classes, I had 40, 50 people in class, but it was 8.30 at night. The 8.30 at night classes were a bunch of like starving artists. It was a bunch of musicians and Donation actors. yoga. Yeah, donation so they, yoga. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't have, I only had one person sign up from my 8.30 classes, but my 7 a.m. class, I had seven people sign up because they were all people who had really high paying jobs. They were successful. Mm -hmm. They were, they were busy. They had money. 
to spend. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I there's a saying that one of the few, one of the things that a lot of really successful people have in common is they wake up early. Mm-hmm. So, but this is a, yeah, this is a tip that I I usually offer to new yoga teachers. If you want to start leading retreats, sign up and start teaching early morning yoga classes because you're going to be in front of people who have high paying jobs and busy careers and people that can need that need and can afford uh, a vacation mm-hmm. like that. Curious, uh, where was that second retreat that you're talking about? Destination. That was our retreat in. Well, the second we had the, I had a retreat in Sayulita that was really small. That was just me. Mm-hmm. But then you and I did Ziwataneho. Right. That's which right. Which was packed. Mm-hmm. And the and I brought like half the people that I remember that, that. Yeah. And I I did Sedona on my own. Yeah. And that was cool, like Halloween retreat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then eventually, yeah, I guess we did Fiji, Bali. I don't remember the order, but somewhere around there, and. uh yeah, man, it's been cool going around the world with you. Yeah. I've been watching Michael over here patiently, um, and he's writing things down, and I'm wondering if he's writing love notes, or what are you doing over there? I'm just taking some notes on some of the things you're saying and <laughs> getting ideas for other podcasts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I mean, where else do we even take this conversation? I think you give give uh, to a, a newer teacher, somebody who's two or three years into their career, give two or three tips on how to lead a successful yoga retreat from you, and then I'll give two or three tips from me, and then we'll call it a day. I, well, I think also like an important thing, is, besides just giving two things, is for a new yoga teacher is decide if you want to run the retreat yourself or if you want to hire somebody to do that. Yes. This is a huge deal. Because I and you, both of us, we're not the types of people to organize our own retreats, usually. Paul, you might be like that now because Leia is involved and in you guys together, it can happen. Yes. But before that, you were definitely not that person. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. So yeah, my first six or seven retreats, I did not. Now I do them on my own with Leia. Right. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say, okay, number one, consider your demographic. Are you young? Are you in your 20s? Like, who's your crowd? You know, are you trying to attract people the same age to go on these retreats? Well, consider, you know, how much money they might be able to afford. Pick a destination that's more affordable. If you're in the United States, Mexico is pretty close. Mm-hmm. Um, Costa Rica is like not too far. But, you know, if you start going any further than that, the plane tickets go way up. Yeah. And obviously, you can do the same kind of thing for Europe. So, you know, if you're an older teacher, like in your 30s, and you're attracting a, an audience that's older, they have more money. There's more possibilities. The price points can go higher. So I would say choose your demographic wisely. Like, a lot, make sure there's alignment with that. And then, like we already said, think about the business of your classes. Like, put your intention behind... What, are you, what is your purpose here? Is it to travel the world or is it to help other people, to be of service to other people? Because you can do both. Yeah. But if it's just to travel the world, then you might not attract people to come because they'll feel that when they're having an experience with you, whether it's in a yoga class or just communicating as far as asking them for money for this retreat. Yeah. Um, and like you said, we kind of fell into it organically. And then we kind of learned it by on accident the right way. Yeah. And we're, we're lucky in that way. And so I'm happy to share this information to people in hopes that, yeah, maybe it can 
you know, kind of uh, not I don't, the, what I don't want is for people to be frustrated. Like if you're I'm going to do a yoga retreat and then nobody's interested, nobody signs up because I do see this a lot. Yeah, that's not your fault. It's just bad strategy. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say I, I echo all of that. And, and what I would say a few tips just from me is, uh, first off, if, if you want to have six months, I would say marketing time. So if, if your retreat is in September, you start marketing it in March, uh, give people a full six months. I would say it could be a little bit shorter if it's in the same country that you're living in, or if it's a minimum of like a two hour flight, then it could be shorter. But if you're asking someone to fly halfway across the world, like our retreat to Bali or our retreat to Fiji or even my retreat now that we're doing to Greece, like we, we give six to eight months of marketing time because people need time to plan their vacation, especially Americans. Americans don't get a lot of vacation time, so it's, they, they really need time to plan. And I've noticed that for those retreats where I'm asking somebody to take a flight where my market is people that are going to take a flight that's a minimum of a six, eight or eight or eight hour flight, give them lots of time to plan ahead. And mm -hmm. that, that really helps and find a destination that's exciting for people. And I think, you know, see the resort yourself or get feedback from somebody who's actually physically been there. Because we had that one experience in Fiji where the resort was not of mm. the quality that, that we would have wanted. Mm. And that was like one of the few times where I think we could have done better. There was definitely like a disconnect between mm -hmm. the price of the retreat center and the quality of the resort. But that's Fiji. Fiji basically is like two and three star hotels or five star hotels that are ridiculously expensive. There's mm -hmm. not a lot in between. So Fiji right. was like more of a, it was a difficult place to like nail the right place. Right. Whereas in Bali or in Tuscany or in Greece, there's lots of options. Mexico, mm -hmm. there's lots of options at different price points. And just being able to, to say, okay, like you said, who am I marketing to? What type of money do they have? What type of an experience do they want? How much money do I want to make, and and can I all can I fit all of that in within like a price point that is relative to what other people are charging? So that's another thing too is to is to is to look around and see the other yoga teachers in your hometown or at least in your country that are offering yoga retreats and see how they're priced. Because I've noticed that like in america the retreats are priced a little bit higher because americans don't get as much vacation time so they're willing to pay a little bit more for it versus if it's like italy or spain they're priced lower because there's more vacation time mm -hmm. um, same thing with like uh, if you're in australia or england or switzerland they're priced higher germany they're priced a little bit higher mm -hmm. and um so just knowing that just mm -hmm. just doing your market research giving yourself the time, maybe partnering up with another teacher or partnering up with somebody who could help run the business side of it. Yes. And, um, and just remembering, like you said, like the, the idea here is to create a, a one week long experience where yoga, meditation, cultural experiences, travel changes someone's life and it can, and it will. Absolutely. That's awesome. And you have a retreat in Greece. Am I 
Did I hear you say that? I do. I have a retreat in Santorini. It's actually the first place we've ever gone back to because it was so amazing in September that we wanted to go back. And just so you know, I've been to nine different countries in the last seven months. Travel is not that difficult. So I know people are nervous about traveling. It's easy. It's simple. It's still very affordable uh, to, to flight. Flights are affordable and the airlines want you back. So uh, I really think traveling is, is, is a great thing to do this summer. Our retreat is May 28th through June 3rd in Santorini, Greece. And if you're interested, you can visit Lea Santa Cruz, L-E-A-H, santacruz.com on retreats. That's my wife's website. Or you can just find me on Instagram and message me directly. But yeah, it's going to be incredible. Uh, Boom. I just wanted to say one more thing. Please. Um, just because I, I just keep on nagging at me. And I remember Corey Zorns, who mm. lives in Bali. Yeah. And she was basically Erica's assistant, Bliss Yoga Retreats assistant. She, so Erica got to the point where her company grew and she would send somebody to do what she used to do, which yeah. is organize and be highly responsible to do all the ins and outs, any problems, all the organization of our retreats for us. Then she started her own company called Revamp Retreats. Yep. Now she actually leads trainings on how to become a yoga retreat uh, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what I'm getting at is if your intention isn't necessarily just to be of service and you do just want to travel the world and you love yoga, you can do this through doing what she did. Just recruit highly skilled at connecting with others, teachers. Yep. And then you'll your company will flourish. But you have to just have to be highly responsible. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Good point. Yeah. Just wanted to make that clear. Well, I think we've about covered it all. What do you think? I think we got it. Come to Greece. And yeah. And maybe next year Byron and I will do something we'll do something again. Yeah, yeah, it'd be cool to do another one again. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, I'll just be in Bali because this is like a retreat destination anyway. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, much love everybody. Have a beautiful day.